For a second, I thought that things might be coming back down to Earth a little bit. I had a feeling that maybe all the crazy shit that happened in the first couple days was just like a one-off, but it turns out that maybe the one or two relatively normal days that we had, you know, yesterday and the day before, those were the exceptions. Today, I think some of these results are pretty weird, but I think we uh, might have to accept that this is just the new norm for women's clay tennis. I'm going to get straight into it today, because there aren't a lot of matches, so I, I think if we just do it in order and, and, and sort of keep it organized, uh, we can move through it quickly and then move on to, to what's next, what's to come. The best thing that I saw today. The best thing that I saw today, there wasn't much, but there were two contenders out of the eight matches that we had. There were two contenders, but it has to be Elise Mertens. It has to be Elise Mertens what she did to Jesse Pagula. Honestly. Elise Mertens today was unbelievably good. Yeah, she had a lot of double faults, but she was getting after it. She came with a plan. She came to win, and she got after it against Jesse Pagula, who she led against uh, 2-0 in their head-to-head -head all time. But, I mean, that's not very significant. And, I mean, excuse me, Jesse Pagula's the number three player in the world, right? Right. Elise Mertens made her look so silly. Elise Mertens made her look so, 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 so good. And that was very impressive. 6-1-6-3 from Elise Mertens. The worst thing that I saw today, a lot. I mean, Jesse Pagula counts. Yeah, Elise Mertens was the best thing that I saw today. But also, Jesse Pagula was probably one of the worst things that I saw today. Peyton Stearns, also. Clara Towson, Potapovo, also. If I had to pick one, truly the worst thing that I saw today, it has to be Potapovo. And just a proper collapse, just absolutely shipping it against Pavlyuchenkova. Pavlyuchenkova now into the fourth round. Remember, finalist two years ago. And Pavlyuchenkova now, that's back-to-back -back wins from a set down against two pretty good opponents, Samsonova, Potapova. But Potapova absolutely packed it in. You know there were some, if you don't break, you get brokes, you know, sprinkled there in the middle. That really sets things off. I talk about it a lot. Sometimes these players punish themselves, the men and the women. And it's so weird because it makes no sense. And it's, I mean, it's definitely self-destructive. But it's also like very like ironic in a way or like or like uh it juxtaposes how you truly feel and why you're doing it let me explain you lose a game that you should have won and you get really annoyed that you lost that game because you should have won it you had break points for example you didn't convert you ended up getting held and you're really annoyed that you lost the game. So what they do is they punish themselves for losing that game 
by losing five or six more. But the reason why they're punishing themselves is because they lost one game. They're so angry and annoyed that they lost one game. So the way they fix it, and, and, and by rectifying it, they punish themselves by losing five or six more games. Now, I think you understand what I'm saying, but it doesn't make sense why you would do that. It's just self-destructive. It's called tilt. I think that's what it's called. It's called tilt. They're tilted. And that's exactly what Potopova was engaging in. That is probably the worst thing that I saw today. But let me tell you, Clara Towson did something very similar. And Peyton Stearns, I mean, I don't think she actually played today. Or did she? I wouldn't know. Can't tell. And now for the craziest thing that I saw today. And you won't believe this. But honestly, Sabalenka winning 6-2, 6-2, I think for me is really crazy. I'll tell you why. Rachimova probably played her best match that she's ever played in Paris. I think from start to finish, she played so, so well. Rachimova honestly did very little wrong. Actually was very positive. You know, didn't play like a, like a piece of shit player. Didn't play like a bitch. You know, she didn't play like her name was Yannick Sinner or Daniel Altmaier or Andre Rublev. She didn't play like any of those people. She played, she played like a real woman. And honestly, she tried to get after it against probably the best player in the world. Yeah, she lost 6-2, 6-2. But for me, that's a, that's a bit of a surprising one. That's a bit of a crazy one considering she actually played really well. So I think that uh, also goes to speak on how good Sabalenka was. Sabalenka also played one of her best matches so far this tournament way better than than Shimanovic and, and Marta Kostyuk who were just honestly not good enough but also kind of terrible on the day but today Sabalenka really good how she played and that's that's unlucky for Rachimova because she also played really well so in a way that's the craziest thing that I saw because Sabalenka won 6-2 6-2 and honestly, if Sabalenka was like, for example, like Daniel Altmaier or like Iga Svantec or something, this could have been way closer, you know? Okay, so to run through the events of today. Our day started with Peyton Stearns, Cassid Kino. Cassid Kino won 6-love, six 6-1. Six Peyton Stearns did a Julia Grabber from yesterday, if you remember, and, and that really, really, really fucking pissed me off. I... I called it, I said yesterday, please don't do that, please, please, please don't do that, but she did. It's almost as if I saw it coming, but I didn't, I said there's no way, right, there's no way. These players, Kasatkina, Koko Goff, Unshabur, they always, the best things always happen to them. Peyton Cerns has been incredible. Julia Grabber against Coco Goff. Those two players have been incredible. Julia Grabber and Peyton Stearns. In the last 10 days or so. But today against like Kasatkina and Goff. Why is it always them that it works out for them? Oh, is it just because they're good players and like they're better than like everyone else they've played? No. Sorry. That can't be it. There's just no way. If you watch Coco Golf play tennis, there's no way you can tell me that you're being serious when you say that, right? 
And Kasatkina was good today. She looks, she's very smart. She knows how to control the points. She knows how to sort of win her points. Yes, she's very lucky. But at least she has a plan. She knows what she needs to do. She gets she gets lucky along the way and in the process. But at least she's not aimlessly showing up to matches like Carol Garcia, right? I'm afraid Peyton Stearns and these sort of players, they have a lot to work at. Against a girl like Daria Kasatkina, you lose 6-love, six 6-1. Six Even if you don't hold serve once the entire match, you should at least be, be able like you should at least be able to break her two to three times a set at the very minimum. So you should be winning at least two to three games a set even if you don't hold serve once you won one game the entire match Elise Mertens versus Jesse Pagula that was just a clinic Elise Mertens right from the off look Jesse Pagula was pretty bad in the first set but Elise Mertens did not even get give her a chance to get settled or even get a chance to find find her rhythm or find her shots Elise Mertens today, honestly, one of the most impressive, cleanest performance despite the double faults. Double faults is not a problem. Because all it means is that you're getting after it. Yeah, sometimes it's not really smart when you rack them up to 13, like you're Alicia Parks and you lose 6-2, 6 love. But it really sends a message to your opponent. A second serve is coming, I'm not gonna fucking hold back. And against a ratty-ass player like Jesse Pagula, that really does send a message. It, it lets them know what's up. Like, the only way you're gonna win is if I keep fucking up. But I'm not gonna give you any easy balls, any easy second serves. If you're scattered on the baseline, I'm gonna approach and finish the point. It was just so good from Elise Mertens. It was uncharacteristic in, in the sense that that's not really her style of play. But wow, oh wow. Jesse Pagula, I did not get my over. I'm annoyed. I did not even bet Elise Mertens. I'm even more annoyed. But I'm glad Jesse Pagula is out of the mix because it was, it was getting too much, man. She's really bad. She's not that good. And it's good to see that her luck has finally ran out. And the second set, Jesse Pagula started to play a little bit better. But Elise Mertens from start to finish just devastating. Jesse Pagula did have her chances, honestly, in the second set to to get ahead. Or to to really, really push Elise Mertens and, and, and sort of ask her the question, like, can you really do this? Like, can you really keep this up for that long? Unfortunately, she couldn't even she couldn't even pose the question herself, Jesse Pagula. It's funny because I said at the start that I'm just going to be kind of keep it organized today and just go through the matches without talking about anything. But I feel like the best thing that I saw, worst thing that I saw, and the craziest thing that I saw segment kind of ruined that. And I feel like I've already touched on all these matches. Um, Pavlichenkovo beat Potapova from a set down. It went 4 6 6 3 3 love. Potapova 8 double faults, wasn't pretty. Really, really collapsed and just sort of packed it in, shipped it. Pavlyuchenkova, that's another impressive win for her against a decent player, also from a set down. Previous round, Samsonova from a set down in the, in the first. 
Uh, Linda Fruvitova 6262. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Sabalenka Rachimovo. Again, Rachimovo honestly played as best as she could. Honestly, it's not that she's not good enough, but also Sabalenka is not only a good player, but probably the best player, and, and also playing, or at least played against Rachimova very close to her best tennis, I think. So, it's weird because two players playing well, playing some of their best tennis, or at least close to it, and the score was still 6-2, 6-2. I think that just, tells us, that just tells us how good Sabalenka was. Rachimova, very underrated. Uh, uh, feel bad for her, but I'm proud for her. And optimistic, honestly, like, she can play. Maybe some 250s in the summer or, or 500s, 1000s in the future. You never know. Blinkovo against Vitalino. Svitolina as well, just like Pavlyuchenkova, another win from a set down. This time against Blinkovo. This was a rematch of the Strasbourg final like six or is yeah six days ago um where Svitolina won in straights Blinkova again first set 6-2 and then lost the match mm -mm -mm. Sloan Stevens versus Putinseva as expected decent match uh closely contested 6-3-3-6-6-2 uh one of the only things that I got right yesterday uh that that match going over Sloan Stevens, this is her best surface, this is her best tournament, and she's honestly dangerous here, like, uh, on these grounds, like, she can play, she can play. Clara Towson, one of these players also likes Vitalino and Pavlyuchenkova, who are sort of making a comeback and looking so good doing it, and, you know, looking very hopeful, but unfortunately, unlike them, she could not progress. Third round loss to Lucky Loser Avanissian. Lucky Loser Avanissian, who lost in the final round of qualies, is through to the fourth round. To the fourth round. Beat Bencic in the first round. Jean Jean in the second. And now Towson in the third round. Wow, oh wow. She couldn't believe it. Honestly, I couldn't believe it either. Mukovo could have been the best thing that I saw today, but at least Mertens just uh, edges that slightly. But Mukova is so good. This was also a revenge match. Uh, Bigu beating uh, Mukova in straight sets. I keep saying Madrid or Rome. I think it's Madrid. I think I'm convinced now it's Madrid. 6-3, 6-2 uh, for Mukova in straights. Good stuff for Mukova. One win away from uh, the quarterfinals. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, now we'll look at the draw. We'll see what we're saying. We're actually getting so, so, so close to the end. Like, this is all happening, like, so, so fast. I know there's still a lot of tennis, actually, to be played. And there's a lot, like, a lot of matches left. But in the bottom half, we now have our fourth round matchups. Mukova versus Avanesian. Fourth round match. The winner will face either Pavlyuchenkova or Elise Mertens in the quarterfinal. Mm -mm -mm. In the bottom quarter, Sabalenka's quarter, Svitolina versus Kasatkino. 
the winner faces in the quarterfinals, Sloane Stevens or Sabalenka. So we get our Sloane Stevens and Sabalenka. What a match that's going to be. Svitolina Kasatkina uh, could be good. No way I'm watching or betting it. Good news is one of these girls are going to go home. Bad news is we're going to have to see at least one more match from whoever wins, unfortunately. Svitolina Sabalenka in the quarterfinal. That's so gross. Uh, or Kasatkina Sabalenka in the quarterfinal. Mm -mm -mm. That could have been Ostapenko if she didn't lose to Stearns. I can't believe Ostapenko loses to Stearns. Or that Stearns beats Ostapenko but then loses to Kasatkina. 6-love, six 6-1. Six Ostapenko would have beaten Kasatkina. And would have beaten Svitolina here in the fourth round. Oh, man, oh man. Rough, 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 rough. Okay, okay, okay. On to tomorrow then. Our, our eight remaining third round matches. First up tomorrow, we have Rabakana versus Sado Sorivas Tormo. Now, I hope you guys join me praying for Rabakana. I told you that yesterday and today, and we still have time tonight and tomorrow morning to pray for Elena Rabakana, who's up against Sado Sorivas Tormo. They've met once before. In Miami two years ago, Saro Suribes Tormo won in three sets. Rabakina is a huge favorite. Minus five and a half games over under 19 and a half. We did two straight Rabakina unders, and I think we're going to have to go again. She covered 18 and under 18 and a half against Brenda Frutova, under 18 and a half against Noskova. This time, under 19 and a half, so that extra game, so a 6-3, 6-4 is cool, and I think she can do something like that, or better. Rebecca in the low-key, honestly, could win this. Out of nowhere, I feel like. I'm not sure, like, what the consensus is, but I feel like all eyes are on Sabalenka Ego. But maybe it's just the top three, or the big three now, which is Sabalenka Ego, Rebecca, and Mira Andriva. And for me, personally, Kaya Mukova as well. But I feel like the Harom title sort of kind of came out of nowhere. I know with the retirements and and all that, but... This is a tough match for her. I hope she comes through. I hope she wins. Honestly, she's playing better and better. Made the quarters here, or semis. Quarters or semis here. I think semis and then lost to Pavichenkova two years ago. Um, so yeah, it should be good. I'm excited excited for that one. Next we have Ekaterina Alexandrova versus Beatrice Haddadjmaya. Now somehow, Beatrice Haddadjmaya has made it to the third round. In the first two rounds, she beat Schneider and Tatiana Maria. So, like, yeah, okay. And Alexandrova, honestly, it's Tomova and Fritzum. She acted funny in the first set against uh, an okay opponent, I guess, Tomova. But then in the second set against also an okay-ish opponent in the second round, sorry, her second match, 6-2, 6-love, which was impressive. Alexandrova can really get after it and just destroy Beatrice Haddad. Maya, if she wanted to. 
but she has to keep it together. The problem is, Beatrice Haddad Maya is a huge rat. She's a huge rat. And Alexandrova is sort of susceptible to that. She's not rat-proof in any way. Her defenses against rats, very, very weak. Very poor. So she can get influenced, or not influenced, but impacted or hindered by Haddad Maya's antics. A lot of fist pumps. A lot of vos or whatever she says. Vamos. I don't know. Sounds more like vos. But I don't know. It's it's a lot. It really is a lot. This is not a 50-50 match. I'd say it's like 60% to 60-40 in favor of Alexandrova. The lines are showing plus 105 for Alexandrova and minus 135 for Bia. I think you must bet that. You must bet that. I'd be tempted to also bet the over. But I honestly just, like, in my head, I just, I can really see Alexandrova beating her. But I, 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 like, I mean, beating the crap out of her. Like, just destroying her. But, I don't know. Never really works out that way, does it? But I know if I bet the over, it'll just turn into Alexandrova, like, 6-4, 6-1. So I'm just gonna go with Alexandrova, but I also do like the over. But I'm not going to do both. Now, here we go. The main event. The main event. Mira Andrivo versus Coco Golf. Please don't pull a grab her. Please don't pull a Peyton Stearns. Please be your own person. Please be the one that breaks this sort of curse. Please, Mira Andrivo. I'm not asking you to play your best tennis match ever. All I'm asking for you is to not, to just not throw up all over yourself and die. That's all I ask. I'm not asking I'm not asking for you to play like Sharapova or Serena Williams or Roger Federer or Andy Murray. I'm just asking for a Mira and Driva performance. That's all. Whatever that means. I don't really know at this point in time what a Mira Andreeva performance is, but just do it and I'm sure it's good enough. I'm so sure. That's, that's, it's that simple. I really don't, I really don't have anything to say. Andreeva, confident, reads the game well. Looks like she's got a good head on her shoulders. And she's just... Play, like, it's so effortless for her. The only thing is nerves, which I don't think will be an issue. But Coco Golf is, is not playing well at all. So, a, a, a standard Mira and Driva performance? Like, average. If she plays average, then she wins. And this plus 105 looks so funny. I don't know what's good with these Andrescu lines. Tsarenko, so far, she caught Krijikova on a bad day in round one, and in round two, Lauren Davis literally uh, broke herself and retired. So, like, I don't know what all this Lesia Tsarenko respect is coming from, and also, there's clearly also some Andrescu disrespect because how she all only minus 145 against Sorenko how have they not watched I, I don't understand I don't understand 
By the way, I just paused to drink some water. I think Andrisku and Mira Andriva today have have a serious chance to come out of this top half. The other contenders in this top half are Uns Jabur, Rabakana, and Ego. I seriously think if Andrisku and Mira Andriva keep doing what they're doing, they could come out. Now, I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to pull it up if you give me like five seconds. I'm not exactly sure what the draw looks like and who will face who next. But in this top half, Ego, no. And if it's not Rabakina, it really, really could be Andrisku or Mira Andrivo. And they can really go all, all the way. Looks like Ego, Andrisku would be next if they both win. And next for Andriva is Shmidlova or Kayla Day, which is an absolute blessing for her. So it looks like Andriva can make the quarterfinals uh, and face either Andriscu. Okay, I see. That's tough. Yeah. So Andriva, if she beats Coco Goff, she'll have a easy pass in the fourth round, either Schmidlova or Kayla Day. And in the quarterfinals, she'll face either Igo or Andriscu. Okay. And if she wins that, it'll be the semi-final against Rubakina, probably. That's tough. That's tough for her, I think. Beating Ego and or... Uh, not and or. Beating Ego or Andriscu in the quarterfinal. And then facing Rubakina in the semi-final and Sabalenka in the final. If she does all that and wins the title, I think that's just the, the craziest and most impressive thing ever. Last three matches, you beat Sviontek. Rabakina, Sabalenko? That's the big three, no? And you beat them all, one after the other, in the last three matches of a slam to win a slam in, in your first time ever playing in a slam? Would that be the, the I think that'd be the biggest achievement ever. Is that crazier or Emma winning the US Open as a qualifier without dropping a set? Because by the way, Andriva's uh, yet to drop a set. I mean, she's only played two matches, but it's on. 6-2-6-1 against Coco Golf. 6-4, six, 6-4 four, six, four against Ego. 7-5, seven, 7-5 five, seven, five against Rubakino. No way she beats Sabalenka in straights in the final. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> okay, but the... Sorry, to get back to sort of refocus here and get back to tomorrow's matches. Yeah. Mira and Driva... I don't want to say only plus 105. I guess it makes sense. Coco Goff, whatever. Top 10 player. Mira Andriva relatively new. And, and the Mira Andriva line last match, minus 4.5, is was a bit funny. Um, so I guess this line is fair. It's not perfect, but it's fair. Uh, again, I'd make it 60-40 for Andriva. But Andriscu only minus 145 against Turenko is insane. Who the fuck is Turenko? And have they not seen Andriscu play? Like, Emma Navarro was actually good in the second set. 
And she beat Vika, who was honestly playing really well in the, in the in the first round. What? Next, Costiretto, Bernardo Pera. I'm not gonna talk about this match or the lines at all. Again, like I always say, good news is one of them's gonna go home. Bad news is one of them's gonna continue for at least one more round. Shmidlova versus Kayla Day. Now that's a bit of an interesting one. The winner faces Andriva or Goff. So, yeah, I really have no thoughts on this match whatsoever. And honestly, like, this match means nothing to me. Like, no, it doesn't matter. In the draw, like, they're just playing the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, yeah. And I don't see any edge here, personally. I, uh, Shmidlova is a slight favorite. It's very close to 50-50. Uh, in truth, it probably is a 50-50. So... Uh, very little value on Kayla Day. She's plus 100. Um, you can bet her for the vibes. I believe she's the last... Oh, her and Olga are the last two qualifiers left in the draw. But then, of course, Avanesian is a lucky loser. So I guess that's a qualifier, too. Wow. Speaking of Olga Danilovic, she gets Unstjabor. Now, Unstjabor, like... I see a lot of hype for Olga Danilovic, like she's like that, she did just win 5 matches in Paris here. Um, and the crazy thing is, like I know these people are gonna like actually lose their minds if she beats Uns, cause you know, it's oh my god it's Uns Jabour, but like, it's also Uns Jabour, you know what I mean? Like, if she played literally anyone else in the first 2 rounds, she probably could've lost. What, she had Dodin and Bronzetti. Bronzetti off a title in Rabat, which is the only place she can play. And she played against a, a part-time tennis player slash model, Ossian Dodin. Not even a tennis player at this point. Come on. So, like, what I'm saying here is... Even if Olga... This is not really a big upset. But maybe I'm being harsh. I probably am being harsh. Because then if she loses to Unz, it's like, of course she did. Look how easy Unz's matches are. <laughs> but it is. It's true, though. It's true, though. Honestly, they're both so bad. Olga Danilovic and Unz Jabor, like... And they're both so lucky that they're... They're each facing a bad player. You know what I mean? Like, do you know how fortunate that is for them? Does that make sense? Like, Unz Jabor is so lucky to... Even this match is an easy one. She's had such an easy draw. Bronzetti, she basically just won her own Grand Slam in Morocco the previous week. Doda, who I, I don't have to say anything else in the second round. And now Olga Danilovic. That's such an easy draw for Unz. But she's bad enough to, to, to lose this match. And Olga Danilovic also is bad enough to lose this match against a shitty player. Does that make sense? Against the not so good ones? I don't know. I don't love these matches. Iga Svantec versus Shin Yu Wang. Shin Yu Wang, I think she won 7 6 6 2. We talked about it against Rebe uh, Rebecca Peterson in the previous round. Uh, two holds. She held once out of six times in the first set. Uh, each player held once in the entire first set, and it went to a tiebreak. 
so you can you know you can sort of imagine you know break 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 and in the second set she held serve three times wow that's so good so she held four times in 11 service games if she serves like that against ego she's not gonna win a game on serve at least and maximum probably will break once or twice it's not that she's a good returner but she got so many breaks because Peterson was serving really bad herself also but 16 and a half is so low yikes plus seven and a half games is plus 120 wow I don't think you can bet that. I don't think you can bet that, but I'm interested to see. Shin Yu Wang, she's promising, but but this is not for her. Uh, this is... Uh, bro, what the fuck are these matches for Iga so far? Buxa, Claire Liu, Shin Yu Wang, what is this? And, and the crazy... They all play like shit, too. Like, by the way, Sabalenka, Shimanovic, I know that's a no-name. But she played great. Rachimova is probably on the same level as these girls. Clearly you, Shinyu Wang, Buxa. And she played amazing. The difference is, these girls all play bad against Ego. Why? Honestly, gun to my head, I'd bet under 16.5. But that line is minus 140. So, like, you, you can't really bet that, honestly. So what I like from tomorrow, not much. It's only eight matches. Uh, under 19 and a half for Bakuna, I like. Alexandrova to beat uh, Bia. Mira to beat Coco Goff, for sure. Andrisku, come on. Kosireta, Bernardo Pera, no thank you. Shmidlova, Kayla Day, I'm just not interested and really have no read. Might just bet Kayla Day for the vibes. Uh, and I think that... Honestly, for for Olga Uns, I'm really tempted to bet the over, but I don't think Danilovic can hang, honestly. Um, I'm probably going to have to think about this for like the next hour before I post my card. And yeah, uh, I, I kind of want to play that, but I, I know I shouldn't. Cause I, which means like whatever I'm gonna play is probably gonna lose, and I I know that now, but I'm probably still gonna bet it. Self-destructive behavior, man. It's like nothing you've ever seen. You ever like, you ever like bet, place a bet, just to prove yourself right. You know what I mean? Like for example, like just like what I just described that scenario, like Unstabor Ogundinovich. I don't really know what I'd like to bet. And I just told myself out loud, consciously, I'm aware of this. I told myself, I'm not really sure what I'm going to bet. And I know whatever I'm going to bet is going to lose. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go bet something just to prove that I was right. And once it loses, it's like, huh, I was right. I knew, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have bet this match. And I do all that just to prove myself right. But in the process, I... Wanted to place a bet and I lost. 
It's just incredible. Oh my god, it's just so self-destructive. Do you guys ever do that? Or is that just me? Like, that sort of toxic behavior between yourself? Like, it's just so... Like, it's like sabotage, right? It's like self-destructive self behavior. Like, what like, what is that? Why do people do that? Why do, why do humans behave that way? I guess that's a conversation for another time. But anyway, this has been The Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. I hope tomorrow was better than today was. And I know it will be. Thank you so much for listening and your constant support. As always, best of luck to us. And I'll see you all tomorrow.